Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the Premier League season preview, another episode in this series where we look ahead to a couple of teams and how they are going to fare in this season's Premier League. It is well, days, if not hours away now. And we are today talking about Tottenham and West Bromwich Albion and how things will go. If you want to listen to this as a podcast or on your hand about you can do so by searching for What Culture Football wherever you get your podcast from. But as always, I'm joined by Andrew Pollard to talk about these things. And Andrew, is it going to be all or nothing for Spurs this season? Wow. 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 I, I can't believe you genuinely threw that in. Um, I, I think it's going to be all right for Spurs this season, <laughs> which is a total anti-climax to it. Um, I expect Spurs to be there, thereabouts. Um, yeah, um, I don't think it's going to be all, and I definitely don't think it's going to be nothing. It's just mm. going to be maybe a little bit Spursy, possibly. <laughs> but I, I can feel the hate already in the comments coming from Spurs fans. But I, I think they're going to do well, which we will get to. Um, you've been watching this documentary series. Oh, um, I have. Talk to me about it on a daily basis, and I'm yeah. desperate to find the time to watch some of it because it sounds amazing. It's 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 brilliant. Um, yeah, like I was saying, I'm not sure whether it was this morning or yesterday morning about how I've watched it in like two three hour blocks. Where once you because there was the first three episodes uh, dropped at a certain date, and then the second three episodes dropped uh, earlier this week. And both times I've watched them, I've binged. I'm not really like a binge watcher for TV. Mm. And if I am, it's only just like background noise, that like old Raws or something like that, old old yeah. WWE Raws or fake views, but it's just background noise while I'm working. With these Spurs All or Nothing documentaries on Amazon Prime Video, uh, uh, yeah, I've just been engrossed for three hours. It flies by like it's... If I could click my fingers, it flies by like it's 20 <laughs> minutes and there's three episodes gone. And you you find yourself thinking, oh my God, I love Sergio Rie. Oh my god, I, I love Ben Davis. Uh, oh my god, Christian Eriksen was a bit of a word. I don't think I can get away with saying on this. Um, <laughs> Danny Louis, Rose is very to the point, isn't it? You oh, me. Danny Rose, it was it was brilliant. I I I, I loved it. I, I, there's an episode, uh, might have been the fifth episode, where uh, it's where Danny Rose isn't playing for Spurs. He isn't getting much game time, and he's been summoned to the manager's office. And we see this through a lot of um, through a lot of the episodes where players get called to Jose's office. Of course, it starts off with Mauricio Pochettino, but then he gets fired and Jose Mourinho comes in. But Mourinho calls Danny Rose in, and normally they approach Jose with like, "Hi, hi Gaffer, um, what, what do you want to see me for?" Danny Rose just walks in, bold as brass, balls like this, and just is like, "Right, okay, Jose, what's the problem? Like, what, what, what's, what's up?" <laughs> and you see Jose Mourinho's a little bit like, "Hmm, okay." Uh, what do you mean? He's like, well, clearly you've got a problem with me. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not playing. There's. Uh, I'm. I'm busting the gut in training over time. I've been playing better than all these players. But there's players that we all know as a squad that players aren't playing well, but they keep getting games. But I can't get a game. 
And, and Jose tries to backtrack with, well, oh, you did really well in the build-up to the Liverpool game. You played against Liverpool, and maybe you didn't play well. And then Danny Rose like, yeah, I did. I wasn't very good. Uh, again, language has to be tailored on this video. Um, it's yeah, it's I, I yeah, I've got a, a whole new respect for Danny Rose. Where he says it himself after this interaction, where it's like, I'm an adult. If I've got a problem, I'm gonna come and mm. speak to you about it. And it's like, oh yeah, of course, brilliant. Of course you will. I, yeah, and obviously he gets his move to uh, to Newcastle mm. uh, on loan last season. But it is quite funny when he's um, Daniel Levy and Jose are talking about it, and they're like, well, what are you gonna do with Danny Rose? Well, he wants to leave. Yeah, we're prepared to let him leave. Uh, and Josie's like, so who's in for him? It's like, well, he's kind of aiming here, but there's nobody here coming for him. <laughs> so it's Newcastle or Bournemouth. Um, and Bournemouth's only dependent that they, they want to sign him permanently. Uh, oh, well, alone initially, but permanently only if they stay up. And then Danny Rose comes over and he's like, so is that what's happening with AC Milan? It's like, um, <laughs> and Daniel Levy has this thing of like, well, they've not really uh, shown much interest. They, they, they've kind of made contact, but it's looking like Bournemouth <laughs> or Newcastle. Um, but it's just, it is, it's such a, it's so I, to, I, I hold my hands up, but I've never seen the, the Manchester City documentary, mm-hmm. there all or nothing. I still haven't watched any Sunderland or Die. But um, yeah, Spurs all or nothing is um, it's it's clearly a vehicle made to uh, made for Jose Mourinho because mm. it's Jose TV. Um, he he swears beautifully. Yeah. Or as, as uh, yeah, I swear like a sailor when I'm not on YouTube. Um, but uh, yeah, Jose Mourinho swears beautifully. Um, the fact that yeah. he tells the way he says about yeah. The, the clip we've all seen on Twitter where he just yes. tells Sky Sports News to basically F off whilst he's just on in his office. is great. But anyway, this isn't a review of all no, of them. No, it no, just gives you a very interesting insight into how Spurs fared under Mourinho and how they may fare this upcoming season. Because uh, along with a lot of expectations, they have potentially a crazy fixture list to start the season with. Yes, I didn't actually know quite how crazy and intense it was until you you sent me the, the list over, and it's like, oh my goodness, what nine games in twenty one days to start the season with? Um, it starts on September thirteenth for them at home against Everton, but then they have a game. It's God, some of them are just like two day breaks. It's not. Mm. It is. It's Everton on the thirteenth September, Plovdiv uh, in the the um, Europa League on uh, September seventeenth. Three days later, it's Southampton away. Then two or three days later is the Carabao Cup third round for them. Then a day after that is is another Europa League game. Then two days after that is Newcastle. Uh, three days after that is a Carabao Cup fourth round if they get through. I'll, I'll be honest, if I'm a Spurs fan, I'm thinking, just just throw the third round. It's all right. <laughs> don't need this game. Uh, then there's another Europa League game. It's uh, Manchester United on October the 3rd. Yeah, um, away at Old Trafford. It, there's this uh, nine games in 21 days is... Uh, Especially with such a quick turnaround in terms of preseason, the fact that the the nineteen twenty Premier League season, well football season, feels like it only ended yesterday, um, and now all of a sudden Spurs are coming back this weekend and they've got a run of nine games in twenty one mm. days. Nine games in three weeks is that's a crazy schedule to start with. Uh, they'll have been disappointed, obviously, to not finish in the Champions League places last season. Although I think that was maybe out of sight for for quite some time uh, towards the end of the season, certainly. Uh, what are their expectations this season and who are the key men to help them achieve that? Um, I do think they need some more bodies through the door, but I, th- I think they probably will get some more bodies through the door. Um, but I, I think, I mean, it's Spurs who over the last probably decade have got themselves regularly in and around that Champions League mm. place, as in that they're, they normally get European football and, and if, if at the least, and if not, they're, they're normally pushing at least for Champions League football. So, I think if, if for Spurs, realistically, they, they probably are going to be... 
I, I don't want to like deflate any Spurs fans, but I, I just I imagine them in the same sort of place that they finished mm. last season. I mean, they, they came six on fifty nine points, uh, but they were still there were seven points off the Champions League spots, which. Yeah, okay. Jose Mourinho's got it's it's another um, he's had his preseason. No matter how short it is, he's had more time with the players. Is mm. the point? So you, you're thinking people talk about Mourinho as maybe being um, as, as the modern game has maybe passed him by, which I think that is is I don't know. I think it's almost offensive to say that, but mm. it, it is that there, there is proof there in a way. But it's down to him really now to okay. You've got this team. You've not come into a team where you've gone to Real Madrid or you've gone to Inter Milan or you've gone to Manchester United. You or, or to Chelsea when you had loads of money available. Mm. You're now a team at Spurs. You've had your, your first few months to, to get acquainted to the job and acquainted to the players and move your squad around a little bit. And now it's like all right, okay, you've got a team here who's six. What can you do with this? Um, mm. Yeah, in terms of key players, I mean Harry Kane. Clearly, um, we've seen so much over the years, how over the last couple of years, about how important he is, and and also the fact of when he doesn't play, they they don't have another out and out striker. They can play mm. Son there, who I think is a phenomenal oh. footballer. Yeah, he's he's so much fun to watch. They they played Lucas Moura there. He's a really cool part of this um, this all or nothing documentary. That's me pointing at my TV, which is pointless because nobody can see that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm pointing over there. Not like Lucas is just sat in my corner. Yeah, but he's he's brilliant because they they talk about him um, and they showcase his hat trick against Ajax the previous season as a young girl comes over from Brazil purely solely wanting to meet Lucas Moura. It's oh. yeah, it's beautiful to watch that bit. But uh, yeah, Lucas could be a key key player for them. But I, I really I'm really looking forward to seeing Steven Bergwijn getting a, a full yeah. season. He really hit the ground. Well, I say he hit the ground running. He hit the ground with a, a beautifully taken uh, cushion on my knee and just volley on the turn goal on his debut against Manchester City. So uh, I think that's he could be uh, one of the players of the season, really, for me, I'm looking at. And and also, I think Giolo Celso, uh, after, I mean, he came in on loan initially and now he, he signed permanently from Real Betis. And I think the, the, the more the season went on, the better he started to look. And mm. then I... I think that, yeah, regular football started to benefit him. I think he could be another star that maybe takes the eye. And I'm always going to have a lot of love for Toby Alderweireld. So, yeah, big Toby at the back as well, I think, is pivotal for them uh, this season. I think Matt Doherty is a great signing for for Spurs and an absolute bargain. The Wolves fans that I know were furious at the the, the little money they got for him. And also, I think this is going to be a huge season for Harry Winks, especially with the uh, tournament at the end of it. Yeah, it's a strange one with Harry Winks because we all know how technically sound he is. He's he's technically great. Um, he recycles the ball really well. You can maybe say he doesn't play the killer passes enough. And, and he, well, maybe he's more happy just to keep the ball moving and maybe go sideways and backwards than forward. But technically, he's really good. Um, and you see Manchester United was sniffing around him at one point, I think possibly on the Jose. Uh, Pep Guardiola is known to be a big admirer mm-hmm. of him and they've maybe come in at Manchester City at times. But then when it comes to Spurs... Uh, where he plays his trade, then he's kind of in and out of the team. So I think, yeah, it, it's going to be, a, it could be a big season for Winks where he needs to be, I think he's waiting for that that opportunity where he gets that run of games of maybe 10 games, five games, mm-hmm. where he can cement himself as a, a regular starting uh, part of that team, that starting 11. And then obviously off the back of that, then he can start being a, a fixture of that England team. But we've seen it before with players like this, where they get talked about and we can see how good they are. But it doesn't maybe work out for them, and they end up drifting a bit, and then they maybe drop down from a Spurs mm. to a, a mid-table team, and, and and all of a sudden not in the England squad and over the the national squad, whichever team they play for. So yeah, um, I like Harry Winks. I, I think he's really good at what he does. But I, I don't know. Part of me is like I want to see him get a run, but I also want to see a little bit more. I think now is the time for him to to really deliver. But to do that, he has to have the opportunity to deliver. 
Yeah, unquestionably. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Let's transfer over and talk uh, about newly promoted West Bromwich Albion, though. Yep. Um, feels weird because I'm going to have to just keep talking about West Ham in this when I'm talking about West Bromwich. <laughs> they got a great signing from West Ham, a bargain, bargain deal again. Uh, how do you see West Brom faring now they're back in the Premier League? Um, I think it'll be tough. Uh, I, I don't think there's any way to sugarcoat it. I think for uh, any team that comes up to the Premier League, it's always that first season is um, it's that acid test of like right, okay, this this is where you've you've got to step up now. And and if you can just get to that 17 spot, then that is uh, to me as, as, as any team coming up to the Premier League, I think that has to be success. And I think West Ham would snap your arm off now for 17th place, just above relegation, and staying in the Premier League. I think it's going to be a tough year. Um, what I saw them last season, they. They, they did seem to be lacking goals. I mean, it was Charlie Austin and and Hal Robson, Hal Robson Carnu, who worked with their top goal scorers in the league um, with ten goals apiece. And you're thinking you got promoted, and your top goal scorers only got ten, and there's only two of them. Um, mm. I, but I, I think that, yeah, bringing in uh, Grady D and Ganga uh, on, on a permanent deal from West Ham is a real good piece of business for 12 million as well. A player that, that I think I maybe only seen him four or five times, but when I saw him, he always stood out. And we saw the reaction on social media from, from Mark Noble and other West Ham players about how disappointed they were that West Ham had, had let this player go. Um, and so that's a big one for West Brom. But yeah, I think it's, it's going to be a slog and you... you yeah, if I'm a West Ham fan, I brace myself for that relegation dogfight. And it's just, uh, who knows when it comes to that. Maybe they stay up, maybe they don't. But it's going to be a tough one. Do you think uh, West Brom stand a better chance of staying up because of the fact they've got Slavon Bilic in charge? Um, I think he's a good manager. I do rate him. Um, but I, I also think you've also got to look at the, the players available to him. And I just, when you look at the squads in the Premier League for this coming season, when you look at the, the, the squads of the teams that have come up, you're looking at who is going to be best equipped to to stay in the division. And I think, uh, like like with Fulham, I think Fulham, I, I don't think there's, right now, there's maybe not, it all comes down to, I guess, the team ethic, but just in terms of quality, I don't think Fulham have quite got the quality of players. Um, and I think West Brom fall into that as well. I think Leeds, I've got a little bit more faith in Leeds staying up, but I think, yeah, I think we're West Brom. I think Slam Village is great, but I just think, 
a lot of the time it comes down to the quality of the players on the pitch at his disposal. He, he, it, could, it could be Pep Guardiola in charge of West Brom, and I'd still think that they're going to be in a relegation fight this season. Uh, not to tip our hand for our fantasy football preview, which is coming in the next few days, uh, but a friend of mine was banging on. Is it Pereira for West Brom? Who's yeah, yeah, yeah. Matthias Pereira. Real, yeah. real, real player to look out for next season, this season. Oh, so he's in your team, is he? I'm keeping my mind. I'm keeping <laughs> stumped on my team. Um, no, he was. Well, he was. He was there on loan last season, signed permanently this this season for uh, somewhere. I think it's maybe eight million, nine million, around about that figure. Um, and it's it's a it's a big signing because he did well for them last season. I, I think him bringing him in and bringing Dean Ganger in, both players who know the the club at West Brom after being on loan last season. I think it's smart business. And yeah, maybe it's you never know. It's that. It's like without talking in cliches. It's like you never know who can step up to that Premier League level. Really, um, when teams come up in the Championship, uh, I'm talking about teams. I'm talking about players. But yeah, it's like you, you look across the board and it, you're thinking, well, is this the year that Mitrovic gets it right in the Premier League or Fulham? Mm. Is this the year that is this where Calvin Phillips steps up and looks absolutely top class for for Leeds in the Premier League? And I, I think yeah, with Dian Ganga and with Pereira, it's a case of. Can they do it now? Uh, they, they've they've had that year with West Brom. They know that West Brom. They they know that they feel loved and wanted at West Brom. They've got a manager that backs them, and yeah, maybe they could be surprise packages. Maybe they could be good additions for your fantasy football team. Uh, you may have seen me glancing away whilst uh, you were talking there, just opening up the the, the opening fixtures for West Brom because they've got a real tough start of it, and often. If teams find themselves down there, you know they they play Leicester on the opening day, on the opening weekend, then Everton, then Chelsea, and then you've got some really sort of important games potentially yep. for them. Southampton away, a home to Burnley, Brighton and Hove Albion, then Fulham uh, at the end of October. The difficulty is is if they are down there in that relegation zone by the start of November, it's really hard to fight out of that. I mean. The November fixtures right now, Spurs, Man United and Sheffield United. It, it, that could almost be the death knell for them before before we even get into 2021. Yeah, I mean, we're doing these videos in pairs where we're looking at two teams apiece. And we, we earlier in the week, looked at Liverpool and Manchester City. Um, and that was a case that we, we talked there about how, what if those one of those teams doesn't get off to that great start? Do they then have all that? Is it possible to make ground on on whoever's top of the league? And I think, yeah, the the, the other the other end of that is it's a, it's the exact same principle at the bottom of the league, where if West Brom get off to a, a rough start and they find themselves with with minimal points by the time October November comes around, then yeah, it's we saw that with Norwich last season, where Norwich, yeah, okay, they had that they had that that kind of one off fluke result against um, against Manchester City, but Norwich were kind of you could see by maybe October that they they were going to be in for a struggle and. Yeah, West Brom. I'd like to see West Brom do work do well. I've got, I've got a couple of mates to support West Brom, and and to me, I think they're a, a great football club. And I hope they, I hope they surprise me in there. They're comfortably, mm. I don't know, fourteenth, thirteenth, fifteenth by the time the end of the season comes around. But I, I, yeah, I just think that it's it's a tough start. And then it's like you said there with the, the games that come up later on. I um, mean, in October, November, I think. Yeah, but it's again cliches. Every game's a tough game in the Premier League. Um, and I just think. With West Brom, you look at it and you think maybe they could do a few more players through the door. I know Troy Deeney's a name that's been linked, and I think that'd be a good fit, just because he's obviously proven at the Premier League level. He brings just, I think West Brom will set up as quite a defensive team, and it's mm. I think Troy Deeney is really effective though, as as he's been for Watford, where it's just a case of he can hold the ball well, he's aggressive, he's a leader. And maybe that could be a good bit of business if they can get that done. Um, I think Sam Johnson in, in goal as well. Um, he, he's got a pro- well, he's got a point to prove because you know never quite made it at Manchester United. Mm-hmm. Uh, dropped down on loan to to Villa at one point. 
Um, and now he's at, at West Brom and had a great year last season. And maybe his timing goal is like, right, okay, I've got something to prove here that I am a Premier League player. Uh, and like you said, it's going to be difficult. But these are two strikers who've played in the Premier League before in Charlie Austin and Hal Robson-Carnu. I will not hear a bad word against Hal Robson-Carnu. Uh, I doubt you're going to any protest from you. Just that goal against Belgium will live long in the memory. I remember watching that. <sighs> jaw agape when that happened. He didn't have a club, I believe, at the time when that went in. Yeah. But anyway, um, are, are they going to be good enough? I mean, it, they've got a good, good amount of experience in the Premier League, even if not necessarily setting the world on fire. Yeah, I'm, I'm just having a moment there of, of reminiscing back to that, that, those heady days of 2016. Um, and it was the Hal Robson County pulling that out of his arse from nowhere. Um, and then the, the Sam Volks header in the 90th minute where it's just that realisation of we, 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 we can't lose. It's 3-1. It's the 92nd <laughs> minute now. We, oh, mate. I, I, yeah, the streets of Wrexham were alive that night. The streets of, of Wales were alive. It was brilliant. Um, yeah, I, I, I think with Charlie Austin... Um, now I think of his Park Life video thing that that, that mm-hmm, link yeah. came out of his goal past Ben Foster that wasn't a goal. Um, I don't know with Charlie Austin. I always think that he's a, one of those players where maybe a little bit like a Dwight Gale where he's really good at that championship level. I don't know. At Southampton, he had glimpses. He, he, he knows where the goal is. It's just I don't know if he's maybe that that prolific Premier League striker mm-hmm. that's going to score those, I don't know, 20 goals, whatever you need to, to stay up. Um, Hal robson Carney, yeah, I, I won't hear a bad word said about him, but that's maybe why I won't say anything else. But it comes to Premier League football for him. <laughs> it's, I, yeah, I just I don't think there's enough goals in this West Brom side, um, and that's that's why I worry for him. Uh, I, I think they 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 could be solid at the back. I just think I, I'm I'm worried in the final third for West Brom. Yeah, I think I think the the thing that's making me pick them as my relegation candidates is the the lack of goals. They need more goals, and like you say, if they can bring someone in like Troy Deeney, then maybe they can counter that. But for now. I think this is both of us agreeing that they are probably relegation candidates unless they do something drastic in the next few days or before the transfer window closes. But do let us know your thoughts uh, ahead of the Premier League season on both sides, Spurs and the Baggies. Uh, in the comment section below, don't forget to like, share and subscribe. And subscribe to What Culture Football, wherever you get your podcast from, for daily football podcasts, uh, which of course include all of our Premier League season previews. We are nearly there. Two teams left. West Ham and Wolves. So make sure you subscribe for that and let us know your thoughts on Twitter at WhatCultureFC. Watch there, follow both of us. Andrew, where can people get you on Twitter? They can get me at Cultured Left Peg. And you can find me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all, as I said, at WhatCultureFC. This has been the Premier League season preview for Tottenham Hotspur and West Bromwich Albion. We'll be back with West Ham United and Wolves. But for now, my thanks, Andrew Pollard. Thank you for joining us and we will see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.